Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase and a member FDIC 2024 J.P. Morgan Chase and Co. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, The CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Pushkin. Hey, it's Jake. I want to let you know, we are working right now on season three for you. And it's a totally different kind of story than you've heard before on this podcast. I've actually been flying all over the country reporting it, and I can't wait to share it with you. But first, Deep Cover is back with two special episodes, which are kind of a spinoff of season two. So let's jump right in. About a year ago, there was this pretty unusual hearing in Chicago. It involved a guy named Ronnie Carrasquillo, who was in prison for murder. I've been following the facts of his case pretty closely. We actually sent someone to record the proceedings that day. Proceed whenever you're right. Um, could you state your full name? Ronnie Carrasquillo. I was interested in this hearing because it was in a strange way, connected to the story of Bob Cooley. Back in the 1990s, when Bob exposed the corruption that was going on in Chicago, there were ripple effects. And these ripple effects, they played out for decades. Ronnie's hearing in Chicago, it was one of these ripples. It all started back in the 1970s with the trial of Harry Elaman, a mob hitman. Remember him? This was the big case from season two. Harry had stone-cold eyes. He just did. Harry looked pure evil. Have you ever watched the movie Scarface? Kind of reminds you of the guy who walks up behind Scarface with a shotgun at the end. 
Perry went on trial for murder, and the mob called in Bob Cooley to fix the case. Bob claimed he bribed the judge, a guy named Frank Wilson. And the hitman? Well, he got off. The not guilty verdict sparked controversy and outrage. So what does any of this have to do with Ronnie? Well, Ronnie's original trial took place seven months after Harry Alamond's. It was another high-profile murder trial. Because the guy Ronnie was accused of murdering, he was a cop. The case got assigned to the same judge, Frank Wilson. Now, 45 years later, Ronnie is arguing that he was, in effect, a victim. That the sentence he received was deeply unfair. The Judge Wilson was just trying to burnish his credentials to show he was, in fact, tough on crime. And that because of all of this and other reasons too, Ronnie is arguing that he should have another shot at justice. So over the next two episodes, I'll be telling you this story about someone whose life has been shaped by the corruption that hung over Chicago for decades. And how even now, 2022, it's still playing out dramatically as one man's freedom hangs in the balance. Because, well, Ronnie's been in prison for almost half a century. And now his lawyer is asking all of us to open up the history books, to take a good, hard look at what really happened in the shadows, and then to let his client walk free. I'm Jake Halpern, and this is Deep Cover, Mobland. As listeners to this show, you probably consider yourself pretty smart. But how smart is your wallet? When you're looking to upgrade your wallet, it's time to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds has the financial smarts to help you find the right financial products for you. Before NerdWallet, you might have paid for vacations with whatever was in your wallet. But you could have been missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. Now you can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation 
with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. My name is Ronnie Carrasquillo, and it's C-A-R-R-A-S-Q-U-I-L-L-O. Ronnie talks to me on a payphone from his cell block. I'm currently uh, 63 years old. I'll be 64 years old in a couple weeks. Um, I'm currently residing in the Dixon Correctional Center in, uh, in Illinois. We've been communicating for a few months now. When he calls, a timer starts, and we have exactly 20 minutes before we're disconnected, which means there's really not a lot of time for chit-chat. And Ronnie, he has a lot to tell me about his life and where and when it all started to go wrong. Yeah, I grew up in a gang-infested neighborhood. I grew up with a single mother, uneducated. My father divorced uh, when we were young kids. Back in the 1970s, Ronnie was a poor Puerto Rican kid from the Humboldt Park neighborhood of Chicago. His dad was a chef who immigrated from Puerto Rico. Ronnie, he joined a gang at an early age. He was a tough kid. He got a tattoo on his arm that read, Mad Dog Ron. He was 11 at the time. His mom died when he was 15, and in the years that followed he found himself in some pretty dicey situations. And that brings us to the night that changed his entire life. It was October of 1976. Ronnie was 18 years old. That night, Ronnie says he was in rough shape because he'd been stabbed about a month before. But he says his friends, they convinced him to go out. Early in the evening, uh, we had went to uh, a party. And what happened in this party uh, started at 6, 7 o'clock at night. Everybody's drinking all night long, so everybody's uh, consuming alcohol. Ronnie says at some point, someone at the party stepped out and went to a local tavern to get change for the bus. And that's when the trouble started. He was a dark-skinned Puerto Rican Latino. The Caucasians in the bar felt like, what are you doing in here? You don't belong here. They chased him out. Now, the place where I was, 75 people, maybe 100 people in a party, they all ran down the street to go get in the middle of this stuff. The situation quickly escalated into a full-pitched battle. Rival gangs, one white, the other Puerto Rican, like the Jets and the Sharks, the whole thing right out of West Side Story, only scarier, violent, chaotic. Ronnie says at first, he didn't do anything. I didn't go. I was stayed in the house. I was stabbed up. I'm just recovering, so I'm the last guy out when it, you know, towards the end. As I'm leaving out of the building, there's a kid in the hallway, and he's got a gun in his hand. He's, he's telling me the gun's jammed, so I get the gun in my hand. 
That's where I acquired a pistol from. So then, Ronnie leaves the building and looks around, surveys the scene. Now, this is where the story takes an unexpected turn. There's someone mixed up in the melee here who isn't a member of Ronnie's gang or a member of the rival white gang either. His name was Terrence Loftus. He was a Chicago police officer, though that wouldn't have been clear because he was dressed in civilian clothing. Officer Loftus was there totally by chance. He'd just finished a late shift. He was off duty, driving down the street, when he saw this gang battle. And courageously, he tried to break it up. So, there's Officer Loftus. He grabs hold of one of the guys in Ronnie's gang. Reports from the time suggest that Loftus was trying to help this kid, to rescue him from the rival gang. Somewhere around this time, a paddy wagon with uniformed police officers arrives on the scene. And then there's Ronnie, pistol in hand. It's late, almost two in the morning. Ronnie's about 150 feet away from Officer Loftus. I've seen everybody running around, so I thought, okay, I'll just fire the gun and they're gonna break off and they're gonna run. So, Ronnie says he decided to fire the gun at an angle above everyone's head to try and scatter the crowd, break things up with a few warning shots. You know, like a sheriff might do in some old-timey Western. Only Ronnie, he was 18 and intoxicated. Ronnie said he had no idea there was a plainclothes cop there. He also says he never intended to shoot anyone. After all, many of the people in the crowd, they were his own friends. And shooting into the crowd, it would have endangered them. And that's why Ronnie claims he aimed up, above head level. Now, this detail right here, of where exactly Ronnie aimed his gun, it's hugely important. It's everything, really. And there's still disagreement over this to this day. A forensic investigation found that three of the bullets struck an abandoned building several feet above head level. This would seem to corroborate Ronnie's claim that he was aiming the gun up, not anyone in particular. But there was at least one more bullet. And this one, it struck Officer Loftus in the head. His body then crumpled to the ground. Officer Loftus was taken to St. Elizabeth's Hospital. He died a few days later. Ronnie was charged with murder. Prosecutors said Ronnie had, quote, intentionally and knowingly shot Officer Loftus, meaning he aimed the gun with the intent of killing him. At trial, one of Ronnie's buddies, a fellow gang member, testified. He said that Ronnie aimed the gun with both hands and held it level, like he was aiming for Loftus. Now, I should note that this buddy, he may have been under real pressure to testify for the prosecution. See, the gun belonged to him, so he could have been an accessory to murder. He was never prosecuted, by the way. So there were conflicting accounts of where the gun was pointed, but Ronnie maintains that he wasn't aiming at anyone. So I just fired four shots, and I left. I walked. I didn't run. I didn't know I shot anybody. I went and walked up back in the house. I walked out the back door, and I left. All right, before we get any deeper, something I should mention about this trial. Ronnie, he opted for a bench trial, meaning no jury, just a judge deciding the outcome of his case. His trial attorney anticipated that there'd be a ton of cops in the courtroom to show their support for the slain officer. 
The attorney worried that a jury might be swayed by this, so it went to a judge. The case was assigned to Judge Frank Wilson. Yep, the same judge who acquitted the hitman Harry Alamon. Ronnie's lawyer at the time hoped that Judge Wilson would conclude that technically, legally, this wasn't murder, that it was manslaughter. The decision to forego a trial by jury, it was a big one. Judge Wilson would now be the sole arbiter of Ronnie's fate. If he decided Ronnie was guilty of manslaughter, well, that's a lesser crime than murder, which would carry a smaller sentence. But if Judge Wilson found that Ronnie had intended to kill Officer Loftus, to murder him, under the rules at the time, the judge could throw the book at him. The prosecution depicted Ronnie as a cold-blooded murderer who deliberately aimed and shot the victim. Prosecutors brought in other witnesses, friends of Ronnie's, who were there that night. One of them testified that Ronnie said something like, I think I shot a pig. In closing arguments, one of the prosecutors said Ronnie, quote, could not have hit that officer by accident. He shot because he had hate in his heart. Judge Wilson found Ronnie guilty of murder. Ronnie's current lawyer, Michael Deutsch, still can't believe what happened next. The judge gave him 200 to 600 years. Wait, did you say 600 years? 200 to 600 years he gave him. I don't think I've ever heard of anything like that. I mean, in your 50 years of practicing law, have you ever seen a sentencing like this? No, never seen a sentence like that. And Wilson himself, because we went back and looked at all the sentences Wilson has given in the past, and all, even for murder, all kinds of murders, all kinds of, he never gave a sentence like that. Only once where a guy had a huge prior record. Michael Deutsch believes that the timing of all of this is suspicious. He notes that the judge had just let the hitman Harry Alamon walk free. And he believes that Wilson wanted to make an example out of Ronnie to restore his own reputation as a tough judge. Wilson took $10,000 uh, to acquit Harry Alamon, and now he needed what's called uh, compensatory bias. There's a concept in the law known as compensatory or camouflage bias. The idea is a judge takes a bribe in one case and then, to avoid suspicion, punishes the hell out of another defendant in a separate case. So it looks like that judge can be tough on crime. Then, years later, the bribe is exposed. And the guy who got hit with the big sentence, he complains, says, hey, this wasn't fair. I got hit with this huge sentence because this corrupt judge was covering his tracks. In fact, in the wake of Operation Gambat, a number of other defendants have made similar claims against other judges in Chicago whose corruption was exposed by the FBI. Those defendants are challenging their sentences, and that's what Ronnie and his lawyer are doing. They believe that Ronnie's enormous sentence was a symptom of Chicago's corruption. I'm the one that brought this case to vacate his conviction and sentence based on this theory of compensatory bias. The judge, he needed to cover up what he did. It was a lot of outcry about what he did, and he was in a situation where he had to rehabilitate his reputation. And here is that ripple effect, an unintended consequence of Bob Cooley's actions, a consequence that forever changed the fate of one man's life. At least, that's what Ronnie's lawyer is claiming. We'll be right back. 
As listeners to this show, you probably consider yourself pretty smart. But how smart is your wallet? When you're looking to upgrade your wallet, it's time to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds has the financial smarts to help you find the right financial products for you. Before NerdWallet, you might have paid for vacations with whatever was in your wallet. But you could have been missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. Now you can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is Accelerating Innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. It's kind of hard to imagine how anyone would react to a prison sentence that's 200 to 600 years long. Can you talk to me about what you remember from the day that you were sentenced when that sentence came down? Just like what, what your reaction was, what, what went through your head? I didn't know what it meant. I was that illiterate as a kid. I know that, wow, 600 years. I didn't know what it meant. It, it didn't register. And when I was in trial, I kept hearing, like, news media would come up to me. What do you think about Harry element? I was so ignorant, I thought it was a legal term. I didn't know what it meant until uh, years later, I said, oh, Alleman's a, a, a man's name. I had to wake up and realize, man, I'm in trouble. Ronnie sat in prison for decades. He exhausted his appeals. Then, a faint hope emerged in the late 1990s when Ronnie met Michael Deutsch. Michael's a criminal defense lawyer with the People's Law Office in Chicago. He's been doing this work for decades. Michael's represented animal rights activists, Black Panthers, and people with wrongful convictions. You got a social justice issue with long shot odds? Michael, he's your man. Michael began taking a closer look at Ronnie's case and the judge who presided over it. 
how I got back in court with Michael Deutsch filed a, a petition that uh, I, I was void jurisdiction, that Frank Wilson had no business sentencing me because he was a crook from the beginning, and he camouflaged himself as a good judge. Just to be clear here, the Harry Alamon case is the only case where it was alleged that Judge Wilson took a bribe. What's more, neither Ronnie nor his lawyer have any definitive proof that Judge Wilson threw his case in any way. Ronnie's argument about camouflage bias really hinges on a series of speculations. Plausible speculations, but speculations nonetheless. Now, the core of these speculations come down to this. Was the judge using Ronnie's case to salvage his own reputation? Well, let's start by reviewing the facts. After the Harry Alamon trial, there was a big outcry. The state's attorney held a press conference to express his outrage over the verdict. One state legislator called the judge craven. According to Bob Cooley, the judge did get very upset after the trial and told Bob, quote, you destroyed me. And years later, when the FBI was investigating the Alamon case and the corruption in Chicago, Wilson killed himself. But what does any of this really tell us for certain? Does this explain why the judge handed Ronnie such a long sentence? Do we really know how Judge Wilson would have ruled at a different time in his career, or how another judge would have ruled at the time? We simply don't. That's what's so maddening about Ronnie's case and what's so insidious about the legacy of corruption in Chicago. The ripple effects continue in ways that are so consequential, and yet also sometimes unprovable. It's odd to think about. Ronnie Carrasquillo and Harry Alamon were both gangsters at some point in their lives. They both got in trouble with the law. They were both charged with murder. One could argue that the crucial difference in their fates was that Harry's gang simply had more powerful connections, and so he walked free. The question is, what can Ronnie actually do about any of this? Well, what Michael and Ronnie wanted was a retrial, a new judge, maybe even a jury, who could reconsider the facts of the case and determine whether Ronnie really was guilty of murder or some lesser charge, like manslaughter. We had a long hearing in front of the judge, and... Uh... The judge denied us relief, saying the, the law is very difficult to show this because you have to show a nexus between the case in which the judge was bribed and your case. The court essentially concluded, we can't know what Judge Wilson was thinking at the time, so we can't know for certain if Ronnie's case was influenced by the Alamon acquittal. The three appellate court judges would not give me the granting of the judge Wilson being a crook saying that I didn't prove a pattern, that we didn't know his state of mind and we couldn't prove his state of mind as far as being a crook. So Michael Deutsch's contention was when he got found out, he shot himself in the head. So Michael Deutsch was contending, how do you say we don't know his state of mind? He knew exactly what he was going to do if he got caught, and he did do it. Since that appellate ruling, Ronnie and Michael have soldiered on. They remain adamant that the facts of the case don't offer any solid proof that Ronnie knowingly and deliberately intended to kill this plainclothes policeman. But this alone isn't grounds for a retrial. Appeals are about challenging how a case was decided and whether the law was applied properly. They're not about re-examining the same set of facts again. Kind of frustrating, right? 
This is not the kind of drama that you typically see on TV, where the story has a clear beginning, middle, and end. No, Ronnie's case is dragged on through a lengthy process of motions and appeals and petitions. And so far, they've gotten, well, very little in the way of relief. And in the meantime, Ronnie remains behind bars. I've been incarcerated 40, 45 years, like uh, seven months maybe, like that. That's more than 500 months, more than 16,000 days. When he was last free, Jimmy Carter was president. The Soviet Union was still going strong. There were no smartphones, just phone booths. And all that time since then, Ronnie, he's been, well, surprisingly busy. He has this unrelenting positivity. In a sense, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm blessed in here. He says he's seen what happens when his fellow inmates don't stay busy, when they give up. I see guys, they lose their faith and they lose their going. They don't sit their pants. They, they don't comb their hair, they don't brush their teeth. They just go down and then they get sick. So I'm not going to claim this over myself. So I keep my spirit up. I run. I, I train weights. I train sports. I have, you know, and I keep going like that. One day last year, Ronnie finally caught a break. The court said, in effect, we won't grant you a retrial, but we do have some concerns about how you were sentenced. They said, we have questions about his sentence because we don't, we think this sentence might violate the Illinois Constitution, which says you have to give a sentence based on the seriousness of, of the offense with the idea to returning the offender to uh, freedom and citizenship. Next time on Deep Cover, Ronnie has a shot at freedom, but there's a catch. We don't care how much rehabilitation, we don't, you know, the Constitution says rehabilitation. We don't care how much you got of that. We don't care about none of that. You kill a police officer and they blatantly say, I'm not gonna vote for a police killer. This episode of Deep Cover was produced by Amy Gaines and edited by Karen Chikurji. Our managing producer is Jacob Smith. Original music and our theme was composed by Luis Guerra. Mastering by Jake Gorski. Mia LaBelle is our executive producer. Additional thanks to Jesse DeBartolomeo and Emily Horner, formerly of Injustice Watch and now at the Chicago Tribune, for her reporting on Ronnie's case. I'm Jake Halpern. Deep Cover is a production of Pushkin Industries. For ad-free listening and early access to upcoming seasons of Deep Cover, consider becoming a Pushkin Plus subscriber. You can find Pushkin Plus on the Deep Cover show page on Apple Podcasts or at pushkin.fm. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. 
you'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.